So we have a very special guest on my podcast. It's actually my first ever interview and it is my future sister-in-law to be. Her name is Sarah. Mm. It's a Sarah thing. Yes. (laughs) It's the Sarah podcast. It's the Sarah (laughs) podcast. And we are actually going to be focusing on a really interesting topic. Sarah used to be a ex-bodybuilder. So the topic is all around body mindset, confidence, dieting, health, image, all of that. Mm-hmm. And we've got some amazing, amazing juicy content for you. Let's go straight into your journey. Let's talk about your bodybuilding journey. Where did it all begin? How did you get into it? I was gymming a lot. Um, I was going to gym a lot. I was pretty active in the gym. I enjoyed it. I liked lifting weights, whatnot. I always had a lot of body insecurity. So I didn't really like how my body looked. I particularly hated my legs. You know, the whole showing too much cellulite, you know, they're thick, they're disproportionate to the rest of my body, whatnot. And I um I signed up for this new gym and I actually got some free PT lessons. And the PT was actually a bodybuilder. Oh. And she was an amazing woman like amazing she was so lovely and I remember on my second time I was PTing with her she actually suggested have you ever thought about bodybuilding and I kind of said oh yeah I've had moments I've thought about it and she's like well I think you should do it and I'll coach you and I was like oh yeah all right like why not and I kind of walked away and I thought to myself I have thought about it previously and I thought if not now then when And the reason I wanted to do it was because I did hate my body. Mm. And I thought if I could do bodybuilding, it would help me get to the body I always dreamt of, Mm -hmm. right? So if I could go on that journey, I would gain more muscle and I would have less fat and I would look better. Mm. (laughs) So that's kind of what started that bodybuilding journey. Mm. But also, mind you, the worst reason to start a bodybuilding journey, Mm. really, So that's how I got into that. I find it interesting that you mentioned the destination for you was, hang on a second, this is my ticket to getting this body, this dream body. That is the lifestyle because until you're in it, right, it sounds like on paper you're like, they look amazing and this is what I want to look like and feel and be. So then what happened after that? So what was the next part of the journey? (laughs) So... For those who don't know a lot about bodybuilding, right, it's extremely taxing not only physically but mentally. And the professionals who do it and do it well, they are doing it for reasons to push their body to the limits or see how strong and determined and disciplined they can be in that sport. It's an extremely amazing sport, don't get me wrong. But my journey was horrible from the get-go because of the reason I went in. It was really difficult, right, because I knew that I was going to be dieting. I knew that's what I needed to do, obviously. It was extremely restrictive and that's what it is. You've got to get to minimal body fat percentage to display the muscles that you have, right? So I was put on a really strict diet. I was dropping weight, but I was also starving. Wow. (laughs) Also starving Sarah like it was so bad and I was in the gym in the morning doing hit cardio and I was at the gym at night doing weights 
whilst cutting my food intake in half. If you ever spoke to my housemate actually about what I looked like in prep, she describes it mostly as watching me lick plates clean. Like, it's oh. to the point. Yeah. I was eating so little food that I was licking my plate clean and I would go to bed early because I just, like, I didn't want to deal with being hungry. So I'd just go to sleep. It was a, it was really difficult when you're that restrictive and I would have these moments as well that I would binge eat. And this happened post-show as well. So even in my prep stage, I was so restrictive. I was going hard in the gym. So then I would have these lapses of just eating whatever was in front of me, like a whole packet of cookies sometimes. It was just like... Were you allowed to eat those cookies? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) And that's the thing. It was just limited to what I was able to eat that I wanted to eat everything Mm -hmm. that I could. And I would have these moments where I'd be Monday to Friday amazingly adherent to my diet. And then as soon as the weekend would come and I wasn't distracted with work or working out and I had a couple of hours to myself to do nothing, I would go to the shops and I would go buy a packet of ice creams or something and I would demolish the whole box and then I would cry. Oh my good. Okay. Wow. (laughs) So how do you feel um, in that moment? How was your mental well-being and your body image, like your perspective of both? It was, I was never happy. And that's the thing. I said I was doing it to get this dream body, but I was never satisfied with how I looked. And even on the day of the comp, I actually said, I'm not ready. My body's not ready. I'm not, I'm not, I don't look as good as I think I could have. I'm not ready to go up there. But I did it because I was like, I've gotten this far. But in the <laughs> May moment, as well. May as well. But I, I hated my body up until the day of the show. Like and I was never satisfied with how I looked. And I think that was also a massive downer on the whole experience right because like you're doing it because you're like I want to look like this and this is how I want to look but then even when you get to that point mind you I probably dropped like 10 kilos I sat there and I still wasn't happy with how I looked and so if you looked at my photos I looked freaking good yeah 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 like you look back now and you think damn girl like what the hell were you thinking so it is mindset really essentially because it sounds like When you got approached, your mindset at the time was, yes, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to finally feel happy with myself. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. How did it feel being with the other contestants and the other women? Look, I never really had a lot of conversations with them. Mind you, every single person who got up on stage that day was absolutely amazing, no matter what their journey looked like themselves. I think that's probably one thing I was good at was not comparing, I guess, mainly because... I'm so consumed with how I felt about myself and what I looked like that I actually didn't really care what the the other (laughs) girls were doing or what they looked like. But they all looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then I was sitting there like, my body's not ready. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not looking, my body's not ready, I'm not good for this. And this is the mindset, isn't it? So then what happened? So you had your competition, you still felt, I'm not good enough, I'm still not at the body weight that I want or I thought that this was going to get me to. What then happened after? I ate a lot. <laughs> More cookies. <laughs> I, I ate so many cookies. Yeah. <laughs> like it was um, post show was actually probably the worst mm. because the binge eating got worse and it, I was eating to the point I'd vomit. That's how bad the binge eating got. Actually crazy to me and I gained like 10 to 12 kilos Back. very quickly after comp. 
But that's what happens, right? When you're so restrictive on what you eat during comp that when you don't control what you eat afterwards, you blow out very quickly. And because you've deprived your body of all this food and nutrition, that it's going to take it. It's um, screaming for food, essentially. So then when you when you do go, and it's a mental and physical thing, your body wants it, but your brain's also been deprived of like knowing what full felt like, that it's like you just lose control. And I, I lost a lot of control post-comp and still hated, still hated myself and what I looked like, right? But this time I was 10 to 12 kilos heavier. Yeah, there was a lot of struggle post-comp with how I looked like as well. Kind of brings up a relevant story that it was probably two, three months later after the competition, I went back to Townsville, my hometown. And you know when you post photos of social on social media and it's what you look like at the time and post-comp I wasn't posting much because I was a little ashamed of what I looked like. And so I got invited to a pool party and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, maybe I'll go, maybe I'll go. I didn't end up going because I was so self-conscious about what people would think that I looked like because I looked like a certain way in October and now it's January and I'm heavier. I don't look like that anymore. I'm ashamed with how I look. And so it also impacted my um, just being social, essentially. It just impacted my social life. I didn't want people to see me like that and I didn't like how I looked and I didn't want to go to a pool party and be in a bikini and then have like, you know, I was, I was scared of what people thought and that probably stemmed with how I felt about myself at the time as well. That is really interesting. So do you feel that it made your mindset worse? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that really interesting how we sometimes find a solution or we feel like it is the solution, but like you mentioned at the start, you thought that this was your ticket out. This was the way that you were going to feel, but yep. at the end of it all and during it, it only got worse for you and it only yep. made you think this is not the solution. It started impacting other things in your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How did you slowly start to recognise I really need to work on my mindset and my body? What was the positive outcome of this experience for you? Yeah, I don't think it was a moment in time, so to speak, that things started turning for me. It was more time, a multitude of things I believe so when you start to because I was eating so much and making myself sick I got to a point where it kind of plateaued and I guess that was my body it was more my my body saying that I don't really need this anymore but it was also just I think my relationship with food got a bit better like I stopped dieting I stopped tracking my food because that's a big thing even pre and post comp I was trying to track and track what I ate, track my calories and whatnot. So I stopped doing that and I stopped kind of focusing on what I was eating, how much I was eating, kind of just ate when I was hungry, eat till I'm point of full and stop. Interesting enough, I actually think it was also when I ended up losing a bunch of weight as well and probably got to the lightest I've had ever been, but I still felt like crap. So there was kind of a turning point for me, right, where what I looked like started to become irrelevant, but how I felt became more important to me because even when I was doing comp felt like crap post comp gained a bunch of weight felt like crap lost a whole heap of weight became the lightest I ever been still felt like crap mm. <laughs> like so yes. it was it was not a it started I think that was the, probably actually the main turning point where it kind of was like I can gain and lose weight 
but it's not more how I look like anymore. It's how I feel. Yes. Wait a second. Hang on. The secret ingredient here is feeling not crap. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It is what it is, right? My my bodies fluctuate. I'm going to eat more some days, eat less, whatever. But physically, I actually do not care what I look like. Now I'm more into how I feel and I've always had this in me I've always wanted to feel strong I'm not not sure if it's like a little man syndrome because I'm like (laughs) tiny I'm like 157 centimeters or something but it's it's like I have more of an obsession with feeling strong not getting puffed upstairs I like feeling fit I like lifting heavy things I like to feel strong like literally and so that's where I started to get back into enjoying strength training in the gym I've started to get into CrossFit you know they lift heavy things in CrossFit but it's just like building up my strength and feeling that way is what's kind of allowed me to keep my fitness up and play sport and do physical activity yes so it sounds yes and I love that you mentioned feelings because that's at the end of the day what you were chasing and it was to feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. and once you've gone okay, feeling strong actually makes me happy. You can now look in the mirror and you're okay with how you look. Yeah, yep. That is amazing. That is an amazing mindset to have. And if there was one piece of advice that you could give your younger self or if you could go back to bodybuilding again, would you do it differently? If I was to ever get into bodybuilding again, the advice would be to do it for the right reasons. And as I mentioned earlier professional athletes in in bodybuilding they do it to push their bodies to the limits that's kind of like a science to it really like everyone loves to push their mindset loves to see what boundaries they have and they can physically do with their body it's like a canvas essentially I would probably tell myself if you if you're not going to do it if you're going to do it just to look a certain way because you think that'll make you feel good about yourself don't do it don't do it silliest thing you could ever do yes <laughs> honestly <preach>. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um stop being so focused on how you look but more about how you feel like if you feel good about yourself you know if strong's your thing or whatever like like focus on that you know society's put such a, an importance on someone's physical looks that it's hard for any of us male or female to not feel bad about how we look right so I think it's um breaking that barrier I guess and and getting away from that and just do what makes you feel good essentially yeah I love that and I love that you said if strong is your thing then that's your thing so for me I decided to do reformer pilates because I was chasing the feeling of happiness and not feeling so anxious Mm -hmm. I have a lot of anxiety I would look at my body and go I don't like how I look I need to be skinnier 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 And that would actually create more anxiety and more stress. And then one day I was so anxious, I decided, well, what if I stop all that? I stop worrying about diets. I stop worrying about weight. And I just go to feel good. I Mm -hmm. feel happy. And the result of that, of feeling happy, ended up helping me lose Mm -hmm. weight, but Mm -hmm. not intentionally I wasn't that wasn't the goal for me and the more that I was happier the more people started feeling that around me do you feel that that is the same story you're currently on right now as well yeah it's interesting you say that because I I think now that my 
mindset is shifting about how I feel and how I look and I start to realize how my own insecurities can impact other people. So I actually spoke to some friends about how I, how I was feeling and whatnot. And I remember having a conversation with my friend and, well, she said, do you know how hard it was for me to listen to you talk about yourself in a negative way without me feeling bad about myself? And that kind of really stuck with me because you actually don't realise how much your own negative talk can impact others and how they view themselves. And even in saying that, I think I've been in that same situation where I've heard someone say, I hate this about myself. And then I've been like, oh, are we worried about that? (laughs) Should I be worried about that? No, I'm worried about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh, God, I am... I have that too. I like never thought about it until yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. cellulite, or yes. like if if you have more cellulite and say yes. you didn't really notice it, and then a friend who is a little bit more petite, and then yes. they mention cellulite, and you go, "Oh gosh, yeah, mine is, oh, yeah, it's like a wave of cellulite." Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, and it wasn't just that one friend, right? And um, my housemate at the time, she used to cop me talking crap about myself during comp and I'd be like oh my legs are still too big I got cellulite around my knees and she'd like retrospectively I could see the annoyance I guess in in her face or the way she responded just like Sarah like shut up like you know you're talking crap like you're seeing something I don't see like what do you want about and when you think about all that in hindsight you're like wow what I really think about myself and and how I project that onto others can really impact them without you knowing and so I'm also making a conscious effort to not talk about my insecurities to other people but it's hard right because you want to sometimes open up about it and get that reassurance back from somebody but at the same token I don't want to say something that others haven't thought about themselves like my own insecurities are my problem like it's how I feel about myself and I shouldn't rely on other people to reassure me or, or validate it's not an issue so I'm really trying to make a conscious effort to not talk about how I feel about myself in a negative way. That's amazing. It's quite a story to go from how negative you were and now you're in a mindset of, well, this is how I'm feeling now and this is how I want to feel. And oh, I never realized the impact of my negative mindset with my body image Mm. was actually rippling through my friends and then they were experiencing their own journey. And I think that that's such a beautiful way to look at it now and go, well, if I start speaking more positively and I start focusing on mindset and feelings then that's going to help impact the other women in my life that can yeah start to focus on their own journey yeah yeah exactly it's almost like a powerful once you say no more and you stop thinking about body image and you just chase that feeling of strong Mm -hmm. or happiness whatever is yours Mm -hmm. everything changes I was listening to a really amazing I think it was a sentence <laughs> and it basically said like how you show up in career and business has the same patterns as you show up in your actual life mm. so anyway it's something to ponder on in the future yeah. um <laughs> okay well I think we touched on quite a lot here is there anything else that you'd like to mention when it comes to body image and self-love um, I was just gonna say hip dip are natural people my hairdresser has hip dips and we've had the biggest conversations about that so tell me has hip dips 
How did you first find out you had hip dips and did that make you body conscious? Um, I actually think it was someone bringing them up and talking about them in front of me. And then it was just one of those situations where you're just like, oh, should I be worried about that? Like that whole conversation we had earlier. By the time I realised, you know, people are self-conscious of them, I was also following a lot of people on social media who was real, who were really destigmatizing them. Like these are natural women, they are natural. Like don't obsess over them, you can't get rid of them. Or, you know, if you do this, like don't worry about them, who cares? When it actually got brought to my attention, I think luckily, like I was seeing information where it was just like these are natural, like don't stress over them. It's a really good point to bring up because what might feel natural for you and normal until someone makes, and this comes back to being impacted by your friends and family, when they make such a big announcement about how they're feeling and struggling with, you feel that and mm. you start to think, should I be worrying about this? And it's amazing that you've actually put yourself in a healthy mindset of what well, I'm going to follow accounts and people that do have hip dips and can show that mm. this is how you can style with hip dips and what... It's just a normal part of us. It's the yeah. same with cellulite, having a bigger tummy, um, a bigger bum, a flat bum, an extra toe. Like, do you know, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. normal. Like, yeah. It's everyone's so normal. I know, everyone. And that's the thing. It's like there's so many different body types and ways your, your body can fluctuate, not fluctuate. It's just you can't com- – it's incomparable. Like you actually can't compare. Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. So to summarize, number one, I'll go one, you go two, and then we'll go, we'll do five. So, my tip number one, follow accounts and people that are making it normal cellulite, hip dips, whatever it is, slim, big, whatever weight, whatever it is, make it normal. Follow those people. Mm-hmm. Two, care less about how you look, but more about how you feel. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Number three, if you are going to go on a diet or do some sort of exercise, make sure you're doing it for the right reason, not because society says you should look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Four, I'm going to touch on that and say that if you are going to chase a diet and you know do a physical transformation, do it sustainably. I think if you can take anything away from my journey, it's don't do anything too restrictive. <laughs> Eat the chocolates out Eat of the pocket <laughs> and the cookies in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> um, and number five, be mindful of how it can impact other people in your life. So what you're feeling and thinking right now, a great way to turn the narrative is, could I be potentially putting this on someone else in my life mm-hmm. and making their story enhanced when I shouldn't? Mm-hmm. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. It's a good five. That's a good five. Yeah, we ended that. One. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being my first guest on my hey, podcast. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> and now, if you really liked this episode, please feel free to send me a message on Instagram with any questions and screenshot the episode and send it on your stories and say yes 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 this is what we're talking about because at she so seasonal it's a vibe it's a vibe it's a vibe it's a vibe, it's a vibe. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>